welcome to episode 108 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I am trying not to get sick, Janelle, because my whole family is germy. Well, Luke's fine. He it's won't just, be, it's though. It's Audrey and I. He'll get it worse than everybody. I have not been feeling well. And I'm going to talk about it in fights. Fights? Yeah, because I haven't had a segment for fights in a long time, and I wanted to put fights in. And last night, I had a fight with my lungs. (laughs) I took some mucinex. I've been coughing. Audrey, I don't know. I think I have something different from Audrey, because I have a fever, too. And he's very proud he has a fever, because... I think Janelle thought I was faking. Phil is a very... Needy patient. I'm a big old baby when I get sick. Very needy patient. I am aware. And the second he has a sniffle, he's he's in full baby mode. <laughs> well, here's the thing, too. Yesterday, I went on a walk for exercise in the morning, and then I was feeling, like, so miserable all day. I'm like, oh, no, am I that out of shape? <laughs> he did. I, like, had to lay down he and he sleep. Was, he was like, oh, my gosh, I'm, like... I did these walks all the time with no problem, and now I'm all achy, and I have the chills. <laughs> and then I'm, like, laying down, and Janelle took my temperature, and I had a fever, and I knew yeah, it. Yeah, like, up in the triple ditch. And I know, so. too, because in our house, it was 70 degrees, according to the thermostat, and I was, like, shivering, and I do not... 70 degrees is not shivering for me. <laughs> like, if it was, like, 65... I would maybe start questioning it. But at 70, I'm like, no. No question. I'm sick. So last night, I took some Mucinex. And that, like, if you're not familiar with it, it, like, loosens up the phlegm in your lungs. It's pretty magical. It is, but it, it makes you, like, cough really hard right after taking it. And the kids were, like, already in bed, and I took it, and I was, like, just hacking up my lungs so bad in the bathroom. And, like, in between coughs, I heard Luke, like, crying in a bedroom. He's like, are you okay, Daddy? And I told him, like, it's okay. This is what the medicine does. I'll be better. And then I'm like, ah! Our poor sensitive children. I thought there's... I mean, I don't feel good, but, you know, it's a cough. So. I mean, when you hack, you hack. Oh, it's deep. And that Mucinex, like, works it from the very bottom of your lungs. Like, it's... It's intense. So but it does work. Fight with your lungs. See, it fits the theme. And I can fit it if I want to. I was like, we haven't been in a fight. Well, sometimes it's classic fight. Sometimes it's fight with other people. Although, when I am sick, you sometimes think I'm mad at you. Like, you call me today, and I'm, like, in bed. I have my breathing mask on, and I take it off, and I'm like, uh. And then you're like, why are you mad at me? And I'm like... It's because your I'm mad not, voice is the same as your sick I'm voice. I'm not mad. I just want to go back to sleep so bad right now. Like, whatever you want, just do it. So, guys, Phil is not <clears throat> mad at you. I'm not He's mad. just sick. That's just my sick voice. So, if I sound irritated at any time during this episode, don't worry. That's not what it's about. I just want to go back to sleep. But I also want to have a show out there. And sometimes the show must go on. to talk about. Yeah, we do. All right, so let's go into the news. Well, as always, we would, of course, ask that you guys rate and review and 
write nice notes on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, etc. It helps us climb the charts. It does. And then when people search Mandarin Orange because they're looking for Mandarin Orange and they misspell it. We pop up. Our show pops up. Yeah, we've climbed up. Like, What is that bright orange and blue logo? I must check it out. For the hilarious Phil and Janelle Vecchio. That's why I use those bold colors, because it stands out, like, in a little iTunes page. Yeah. So, it's true. Um, Also, you guys, if you would like to write us, you should drop us an email at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. And we did get some emails this week, so we'll be reading that in a little bit. Um, Also, of course, follow us on Instagram. I posted a picture of a dead snake being eaten by Yellow Jackets this week. On your story, it's already gone. It's already gone, but you gotta watch my story, because I'm the one that posts on Mandarin Orange Show mostly, and I post so many random things. I'm the social media um, host, and I'll go on there and, like, comment sometimes and, you know, like your posts, but Phil's the one who posts. On Instagram. And I'll tell you what I like about it, because... I can put, like, anything. It's like a stream of consciousness. I put pictures of me on my exercise walk and then a dead snake. And then today, I posted a picture of our coasters from Club 33. I know, that was random. Well, I wanted to post something on Instagram, but I was feeling ill and I couldn't get out of the chair, so I looked around and found something I could take a picture of near me. It is good, though. You're supposed to always have something on your story. Yeah, I sometimes don't. I know, but you're not supposed to let it lapse, but I do that, too. Well, anyway, also follow us on Twitter at Mandarin Orange. Join our Facebook group and follow our page on Facebook. And also, if Facebook is a good way to message us, we also got a message through Facebook this week. So that's a good thing to do. All right. Well, we talked about the sickness all around. Mm-hmm. So do we need to talk about that more? <laughs> no, I just put it on there. Okay. Um, we do have some, uh, news. Um, I don't know if we've ever told you guys, but Phil and I were both brace, braces wearers. That's true. Um, I wore my braces for seven years with headgear. The home videos of it are spectacular. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> I was really into, um... Well, my sister was really into Catwoman, and I made some videos for her when she was away visiting her dad. In this famous home <laughs> video. Um, but Catwoman. We went to the dentist a couple weeks ago, and they said it was time for us to take our kiddos to the de- the orthodontist. And we went, and shocker of all shockers. Luke needs braces. We definitely knew that. It was just a matter of at what point. Because he's only eight. But apparently they do like multiple stages. And it actually makes a lot of sense. Because his teeth don't have room to come in. Like they're coming in like... Sideways. They called it like shark teeth where he's got like two layers of teeth. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like if we do it like a preventative now... Like, start it now, then the ones on top will grow in, and it will require less work later. Well, his teeth on top aren't even growing in. Right, because there's, no, there's room. no room. So they can, like, work with it now. So, And they said it'll only take, like, a year to do stage one, and then it'll, he'll be in, like, much better shape. So that's really good. And Audrey would take in later. Yeah. I didn't have braces for as long. Audrey has more like my teeth, where they're a little off. 
Actually, her teeth are better than mine. Were. I don't even know if she's going to really need it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll Maybe see. Maybe she'll just need a retainer or something. Yeah, but but the good thing is we have you have good insurance from your school. Yes. And it's not as much as I thought it would be. I mean, it's not cheap. I'm not thrilled about spending the amount of money that it is, but well, it's not so bad. And the dentist we went to was cool about like payment plans, so that's nice. I mean, orthodontist. Hopefully it'll be a smooth process. Luke's eating all the um, popcorn and... You got him Cracker Jack this week? Yeah, Cracker Jack. Not Cracker Jacks, Cracker Jack. Yes, we're, we're going to have... Because it's buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. Bubble gum. I don't care if I never come back. Not peanuts and Cracker Jacks, I don't care if I never come backs. That wouldn't make any sense. Yes. That's a good way to remember. It doesn't rhyme. Um... There's, uh, what else can you not have with braces? Well, like hard candies, obviously. Like Jolly Ranchers. Can't chew gum. Um, you can't have soda, popcorn. right? Well, I don't know. Like, I think that was different, though, because you had the, because you had the cement. Yeah, they, they still have, anymore. like, a glue thing, but I don't know. That'll be interesting to see. I mean, my orthodontist even then said, like, if you brush right after, it's okay. Just, like, you should go light on it, you know? Well, if you have non-sugar but soda. But see, at the time, though, too, like, I didn't drink that much soda. Like, I was yeah. in high school. I didn't start drinking soda until I got to college. That's also funny, because one of my students today, um, I was telling him about going to Biola, because Wednesday is college day at my school. Mm-hmm. And one of the kids is like, is that when you started drinking Diet Coke? Because I love Diet Coke. And uh, I'm like, actually, no. I That's didn't... when we drank full sugar soda. <laughs> I, I, But I didn't even drink that much soda. It was more of a fruit punch sort. Maybe a like splash of Sprite in it. But I didn't start drinking soda until after college with you. Man, they had fountain sodas of Mountain Dew at Biola. Yeah, I didn't it was really. deadly for me. I didn't really um, drink soda in college, but oh well. And yet here we are. Here we are. Oh no, you know what tomorrow is? I mean, this is going to give away how long it takes me to edit the show if people are paying close attention. But tomorrow's the last day of Cool Ranch Doritos at Taco Bell. Cool Ranch really? Dorito Tacos. That's when they're getting rid of that and the Flamas Doritos Tacos and a bunch of other items. Well, maybe we should go to commemorate. I guess. I don't know. But I already defrosted the meat for dinner tomorrow. Well, sometimes you gotta have priorities, right? <laughs> What's, um, Shamley Silhouette? Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> the Shamley Silhouette is the name of a podcast that I will be guesting on this week. Really? Tell yes. us about it. Now, I'm, I'm gonna record it this week. I don't know what the turnaround time is, because I'm not editing it, you know. So I can't speak to that. Although, I feel like it's like a twice monthly, if I remember correctly, the schedule. So I don't know, maybe later this month or something. But we'll keep you posted as to when it actually re- uh, releases. But the Shamley Silhouette is a podcast about Alfred Hitchcock, and um, a gentleman that I know from, I guess probably met him through Radio Breno Man, um, named Zach Eastman, and he hosts the podcast and. He knows that I am a huge Alfred Hitchcock fan, because I've talked about it numerous times on Mm -hmm. numerous occasions. And so when he started this podcast, he 
uh, contacted me and asked that I'd be interested in talking with him and filled out a little questionnaire about like different aspects of Alfred Hitchcock's career that I was interested in. And so I'm going to be talking at least in part about the comedy side of Alfred Hitchcock because he did a lot of funny stuff. He did some straight up comedy movies. Oh my gosh, they're so funny too. But also even like serious movies, he's got a lot of comedy all throughout them, you know. So we'll be talking about that. And I'm very excited for that. Um, Zach also, yeah, we were doing the show at the time. He's the one that directed a short film that I co-wrote. Yes. Um, And uh, so he is uh, at least in part responsible for me having an IMDb page. Yay! Zach's a cool guy. And the other thing about Zach is that he has been very inspirational to me. And me. And to Janelle. Because he has lost, like, a ton of weight. Not just lost weight, but, like, he's been exercising a bunch. In, like, a year, too. And he, like, largely did it. Like, I mean, I'm speaking on behalf of him because of stuff I've read online. But largely did it through, like, this exercise program at his gym where they walk on a treadmill while they watch movies. And it's, like, uh, cinema fitness or something like that. And so each week or each day, like, they just watch a movie and they walk on the treadmill while they do it. And, like, he has lost a ton of weight. And so he actually inspired us to go out and get a treadmill uh, used because we didn't want to, like, invest a ton of money. We got one for 75 bucks off our local page, which is cool. Um, and so that's part of why I've been out there, like, walking again and stuff because, man, like, he just, you know, it's interesting when you see someone because it's not like I've never seen a picture of a before and after someone. But just knowing him a little bit and seeing, like, how, I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't a lot of effort, but it wasn't also, like, he did some kind of insane dieting yeah. or anything like that. Like, he just started exercising regularly. and You said he's not even, like, really doing anything Diet-wise, I think, yeah, he cut down on sodas, but didn't completely cut it out. He cut down on, like, sugars and stuff, but I don't think completely cut that out. And I think he said uh, he's doing, like, the, the fasting time, you know, where you only eat for, like, an eight-hour period, which we've done before. Um, but that's pretty snack. much it, like, at least from according to his post. So, you know, it's all, like, sustainable stuff. So, anyway, it's kind of a big old detour there. But um, but good for him, and hopefully I can continue to be inspired by his journey because we're going to be going to a lot of amusement parks that have uh, weight restrictions and yes. stuff like that. And I want to be ready for all of it. I um, am down 10 pounds, I just want to say, from the... The summer um, of fast food eating. <laughs> I'm still working on. Well, I'm I'm down about. Uh, I'm down about twenty pounds from like my highest. I've bounced around. Summer is tough, but I've been on a good downward trend. You know, it's very gradual. But anyway, uh, so all that is to say, I'm gonna be on a cool podcast. And uh, we'll tell you about that um, as that is released. Awesome. And we've got some more vacation things to tell you about, but we'll talk about that in Vacation Pants. So for now, let's move along and read some listener mail. What? You got mail. This is very exciting. Um, it's been a while since we got like straight listener mail. We've read some reviews. We've gotten a few things here and there, but um, we got two this week, and it's very exciting. So why don't you read one, and then I'll read one. Okay. 
So it says, Hi, Phil and Janelle. I've enjoyed your episodes about your summer travels. It's been fun to hear about all the adventures your family goes on and all the places you get to visit. I'm not nearly as well-traveled as you, but of the recent vacation places you've talked about, I've been to two. Carlsbad Caverns and the St. Louis Arch, and they were both definitely trip highlights for me. In one recent episode, you mentioned visiting the Marmaduke statue in New York, which led Phil to talk about when he used to read Marmaduke cartoons on Radio Brendo Man. I remember that, and I loved that segment so much. Always made me laugh. I randomly ran across Radio Brendo Man several years ago when I first started listening to podcasts, and that's how I then found the Mandarian Orange Show. I wish you could make a podcast collection of just the Marm segments or do it again or another cartoon, but I know that was something that just happened organically at the time and not necessarily recreated. Somehow there's just something about the cartoon that is perfect for ribbing. Anyways, just wanted to let you know I appreciate it and enjoyed it. Being a child of the 70s, I always look forward to reading the Sunday comics, which included Marmaduke in an actual newspaper. I also remember that. Marmaduke was the one that I was like, well, I'm reading the comics. I guess I'll read this one. <laughs> I'm a Lucy Mon Montgomery fan, too. Got my first Anne of Green Gables book when I was a girl. I'm excited for your upcoming tr- parish trip, and I just have to mention the two of you seem like really good parents, encouraging both learning and fun. I always did my best to do that, too. My child, in quotation marks, is now 22 and will graduate college next year. Take care, Julie, a listener in Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma is a place that I have a three on our visiting chart, but you and the kids only have a one. Yes. We drove through, like, the corner of it, up uh, between, like, Missouri and Kansas. From Missouri into Kansas, there's a little, I don't know, I think it was like a little ten-mile stretch that kind of connects the two. I've driven through Oklahoma a few times because I used to live in Colorado, and my dad lives in Texas, so... But you said you never, but like... But we never really stayed the night. We just got out. You said you never even, like, got out for a meal. No. And the kids definitely haven't. So we'll definitely uh, have to do that again yeah. at some point. Um, thank you so much, Julie. I um, really am excited that you wrote us. And, I don't know, we'll have to talk about the comic. Well, okay, so a couple things about that. First of all, that's really cool. It was definitely, like... Sort of just, an, like she said, an organic thing. Like, yes. Brendan had these books of Marmaduke laying on his desk, like, forever that his mom gave him. And I just kept, like, thumbing through it as I was waiting for stuff. And I'm like, one day I just, like, I'm going to I'm gonna read this at the end of the show. Mm. And I just started doing it. And then it just went from there. Like, at first we would just read it and, like, laugh about it. And, like, that's, that's dumb, you know. And then it developed into this whole, like alternate universe theory and now you, know? you have a brick at his and now there's memorial, a brick at the memorial statue and i mean honestly like as far as redoing it like i feel like that that was perfectly like it was encapsulated in that experience like, i couldn't recreate that exact thing who knows because maybe i'll leave some comics flying around well this is what i was going to say before we did marmaduke at the very beginning of of radio brenner man i used to read from uh, nintendo power every week 
Yeah, I remember that. And because I had like a looking for a Nintendo Power. Well, because I had like a near complete collection of Nintendo Power. Although I did have to pick up a few issues that I was missing somehow, probably because they got lost to the ages. Stuff that I used to have, you know. But um, anyway, so I've always been into the idea of just reading random stuff. Another thing I used to do on that show, like at, we used to do like a live recording of it where people could listen in as we recorded it, right? And then after the show, we, when I did it remotely. Um, Brendan would sign off, but I'd still be in the chat room, and I'd tell everyone I'd li- I did like a fill after hours or after dark or something like that, mm-hmm. and I told them they could hang around and I'd just do random stuff. And I had a little webcam, so sometimes I put it on a jigsaw puzzle and just like do my jigsaw puzzle while and people watch. That's watched. when you like recorded here. Yeah, I did out in the playroom. Um, other times I'd like read excerpts from whatever random book was laying around. So I've always been into just reading random stuff like that. So I'm not saying I would never do it again. It probably won't be Marmaduke because I feel like that. That chapter has been written, and it was, I, you know, can't capture lightning in a bottle twice. <laughs> why, why does that make you laugh? You're just funny. I don't think, like, I could handle it. Oh, and that's the brilliant part of it. Because, like, like I said, Marmaduke is that comic in the newspaper that you're like, I mean, I'm reading all the comics. I'm going to read that and, like, Prince Valiant and Sally Worth. You're familiar with those, right? Did you not read newspaper comics? I've told you this. I grew up in an all-female household and, like, really don't remember living around male people. <laughs> yeah, but the newspaper. Everyone got the newspaper. We did not get the newspaper. How did you, like, not know what was going Even, like, the local newspaper? No. No. Maybe my mom got the newspaper for the coupons. But you never looked at the comics. My sister did. My sister hmm. read comics. I did not. Well, I mean, I realized that maybe, like, you know, some boys were more likely. But I feel like newspaper comics were pretty, like, across the board. I mean, Julie read them. Yeah. Now, she said she's a child of the 70s. Janelle and I both are as well. Yes. We 78! Built in the tail end of the 70s. Both of us born 78. Um, I don't remember much of the 70s, obviously, but um, but we were born in the 70s, so... Jimmy Carter was pressed. In the 70s. (laughs) That's right. When we were born. Yeah. I found one of those, like, birthday cards that, if you were born in 1978. Is that how you know Jimmy Carter was president then? Bread was 79 cents. Um, Let's see. A couple other things I wanted to address. Um, Lucy Montgomery, obviously, we're huge fans. the best. So that's awesome. And... I just had to say, like, thank you for the compliment about being parents. Like, it's funny that that comes across, like, in our podcast, but I love being a parent, and it's something that... It's, like, the joy of our life. It really is. Like, and I take quite a bit of pride in doing that. Like, it's the thing I'm most proud of. My accomplishment I'm most proud of as an adult human is, like, raising our kids, yeah. you know? Any of the silly other things that I've tried to do, like, pales in comparison, you know? So... Anyway, that was just a cool compliment. It was. So Julie wrote to us via mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. And you can too. So you should definitely do that. Now, I'll read the next one. This is another one. This one came through our Facebook message. Message? Messenger. Messenger, thank you. This is Phil, Phil doesn't know because he couldn't have it on his phone because he didn't have enough room. I have so it on long. there now, though. I know, but. But when I'm sick, words stop making the right <laughs> meanings to me. Remember, he's not angry at you. I'm not angry. I just don't feel good. All right, this one says, Hi, Phil and Janelle. I love your podcast. 
I did hear about you while listening to the Call Me Cordelia podcast. Oh, we love Call Me Cordelia. Yeah. And this is Michelle, who we read her review the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, your latest episode is fantastic. I dream of going to Europe. Getting those tickets to Paris at that price is amazing. It really is. Are they still at that price? Well, I just got an alert on my phone. I kid you not, like, right before we recorded, that um, they're down to 238 out of L.A. What? Crazy, right? Oh, man. It, it's like the week before our spring break, so we can That's move on why. for That's that. Why. But 238. So if you guys are interested, like, there's some good deals right now. They're still, It's still there. And Rome... Like LAX to Rome was only three hundred, and um, LAX to London was like three fifty. It's pretty good deals. So, check them out. Try. I think I found it on Travel Pirates. Okay. Uh, she says, "I like that you mentioned that you were in Kansas City during your last couple of podcasts. I live in that area." Worlds of Fun is awesome. Yes, it is. It's so awesome. Sorry you were here during one of our storms. I mean, honestly, it, it was an adventure, too. Oh, it was like, so it was... fun. Like, we talked about it dramatically, but, like, that was, like, the highlight of our trip. It was. I mean, not that I don't just enjoy going to an amusement park, but, like, how many people can say they went to an amusement park and went into and a storm evacuated. shelter? It's pretty great. As you found out, they pass pretty quickly most of the time. Most of the time. One of the questions I have for you is, why do your episodes only go back to January of 2019? I would really like to listen to your trip to Prince Edward Island. I have always wanted to go there. Maybe someday. We have three boys, and we just took our summer vacation to Colorado, which is where Janelle lived for a while. I used to live there, Colorado Springs. The boys loved it. They are 9, 7, and 2. After listening, so 9 and 7 is pretty close to ours, but we don't have the 2. After listening to your podcast, we have to up our traveling game. You guys are awesome. Emoji with sunglasses. Thanks for such a great podcast. And that's from Michelle. So I wrote back to Michelle because I was not aware. Actually, Janelle texted me and then I, I looked like, it up. I was like, get on the stat. I'm at work. <laughs> so I looked it up and I was able to figure out it was actually a setting within uh, WordPress that we had. And it's weird. Like, I think they must have changed it relatively recently because it didn't used to be that way. But I changed the thing and then wrote her back. And like that same day, and then she wrote me back and said all the episodes are up now. So it was it's already fixed. And I also found out that my other podcast, Alex B. Keaton, is my friend, which we talk about family ties on, also only went to ten episodes. Oh my goodness. And I fixed that one as well. So thanks to Michelle. Everything is fixed. Tell and us what you think about our Prince Edward Island episode. <laughs> yes. It goes back far. I mean, this is our hundred and eighth episode, so And we spread it out. <laughs> yeah. Prince Edward Island was an epic adventure, which I would love to repeat. I was listening to Call Me Cordelia's Prince Edward Island trip because I'm a little behind on my podcast, but I was just listening to it this week and I'm not quite done with it, but it sounds like they jammed a lot into a really short period of time and they thought that because it was Memorial Day weekend here right that it would be open it was not they said they were the only people at green gables which was completely opposite yeah it was crowded when we were like they you know had the haunted woods and themselves like that was not the case but then on the other end they couldn't find anywhere to eat because everything was closed Mm -hmm. 
So we do love Call Me Cordelia, and um, it's a great podcast from our friends in Maine, the Champas. So yes. definitely check them out if you guys feel so inclined. So thank you guys so much for writing in. If again you want to be like Julian Michelle, you definitely should. You can write us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com or you can send us a message on Facebook or, you know, wherever you wherever really you want, want to. Really. Those are the two best ways because those are the things I'm going to most consistently text. Twitter might take us a couple months to see. Yeah, and Instagram Instant Messenger, I mean, you can do, but I feel like that's a pain because then you'd have to type the whole thing on your phone. But maybe that's what people do now. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. That's what people do. Well, I am a child of the 70s, so that is not something that I like you're to do. You're six months younger than me, Phil. I know. And yet, somehow, you're so much more media savvy than me. <laughs> it's because I spend so much time on it. It's <laughs> true. Well, we've got a couple more things to tell you guys about in Vacation Pants. Put on your vacation pants. do 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 so we caught you guys up on our summer vacation. We told you about Seattle, but we actually went on two other short little trips that we yeah, just wanted you, to quickly tell you about. You didn't think we wouldn't go on a trip for two. No, of course. <laughs> These are actually once we're back in school. These are just short weekend trips. Actually, both one-nighters. And here's the deal. Phil works on Sundays now, so they have to be one-nighters. They have to be one-nighters. So. So the first one I actually gave you as a birthday present. Tell us about yes. that. Yes. I did open this present on my birthday, and we were in... um, Kentucky. Kentucky. And um, Phil had booked a night at the Borrego Springs Resort. I think that's what it's called, in Borrego Springs, California. And, guys, this place is so cool, because it is... Burning up like super hot, like 115 degrees outside. <laughs> you can get sweets for super cheap, like really cheap. Like, I think you paid like 80 bucks. I think it was maybe even less. I don't know, probably with taxes and fees, it was like 80 bucks. But we got a super nice suite, like two rooms, two Kids TVs, got their own TV, separate like bedrooms, little kitchen area, and then. A big balcony, which we didn't spend a lot of time on because it's 115 degrees. But a great pool but and jacuzzi. The pool, which we had all to ourselves. Yep. And um, what a fun little overnight trip. We, we had almost the whole hotel to ourselves. I think there yeah. was like two other cars in the parking lot. It was lot. great. But it's a really nice resort, though. Yeah. That other times of the year is like expensive and sold out. Yeah. You know? It's like got a golf resort around yeah. it. And so we like, you know... Did our thing, got hotel snacks, had fun, and went swimming. And then the next day, we drove around um, Borrego Springs. And if you look at my vacation pants Instagram a little ways back, there's a picture of these, um, uh, what do you call them? Like, the first one you posted was art. a dragon sculpture. It's yeah. like, yeah, like inst- installation art all throughout the like this desert area. Somebody put all these cool metal sculptures of like mythical creatures but like weird like combos combos of real and mythical like the big one was a dragon but the tail was like a snake and then there was like like turtles but they had like vulture beaks yeah i don't know like everything was just slightly off it was really cool and they're really really like detailed and cool so 
So that was fun. And then we went to the Salton Sea. Which is a terminal body of water in Southern California. And the kids learned all about terminal bodies of water. If you're not sure what that is, you can Google it, I guess. <laughs> but it's below sea level. And we went to Cabazon Dinosaurs. Featured in Pee-wee's Big Adventure and The Wizard starring Fred Savage in uh, Nintendo. <laughs> and um, we also got date shakes. Got date shakes at Hadley's, that's right. And um, the kids were okay with it. Yeah. Well, with the date shakes, you mean. But I like mine. I like date banana. I like just straight up date shakes. They're good. So, it was yummy. And then we went home and you worked. So then, another weekend, on uh, Labor Day weekend, we often celebrate my mom's birthday because her birthday is uh, on the 4th of September. So this time it was a Sunday night to a Monday. That's right, because we had Monday off. And we went out just to Ontario, California. Kind of like a city area, but again, because it was like a holiday weekend, this is a good tip. It's by the airport. There's a lot of like industrial Business. or commercial areas around it, and so it's a good cheap way to stay because everywhere else was sold out or super expensive. But these, you know, it's not like you don't think of it as a resort destination. But there's some nice hotels by the airport, and it was super cheap. We got really nice rooms, and um, we went out there with my family. And just stayed one night, but we all have the AMC movie pass, so we went to the, a couple of movies while we were there. Which we'll talk about. Which we'll talk about in movie time in a little bit. And and we went to the Mongolian barbecue. Oh, I love Mongolian barbecue. And we went to somewhere else yummy. Where'd we go? We ate at another restaurant. I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, Farmer Boys. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> It was open and near the movie before it but started. You can just like look for a cheap hotel and do a staycation and have so much fun. Yeah. Like you don't have to go far. Because this is only about like 35, 40 minutes from our house yeah. at most. 20 minutes from your work. Well, so. 20 minutes from work, yeah. Like, so it was really great. It was fun. Super little fun little overnight. And um, I did have some um, irritating things like. Some people partied in the pool the night before, so when I went to take the kids the next morning, they were closed because the people had dirtied the pool. Yeah, you could tell. Again, because it was not like a resort-type place, they were not used to having like a full hotel. No. So they weren't and- like staffed for it, unfortunately. But that being said, it was still nice. Like That part was a bummer. But, you know, again, for the price we pay yeah. on Labor Day weekend, like that's kind of, you yeah. know. I guess that's the only thing. Yeah. They did make me come down and get my own bedding, but... For the fold-out couch. Yeah. I'm like, you knew we had four people in the room. I didn't say this, but... (laughs) As a travel blogger, Janelle is really picky about stuff. (laughs) I'm not really picky. I'm just like, okay, there's four of us. Obviously, we're going to use the pull-out bed. Yeah, but also, there's one person working at... 10 o'clock at night when you call down, so obviously they're not going to leave the front desk to personally hand you the sheets. Whatever. You get what you pay for. That's all I'm saying. I went and got them. You did. Everything was fine. And she just sighed at me a little. (laughs) I'm sure you sighed right back. (laughs) All right. 
Well, let's tell you about some of the movies that we watched okay. while we were out there in our segment we call Movie Time. Movie Time! So these are not all movies we saw that weekend, although we saw a few, but let's, let's go through them. Let's do it. Up first. This is actually, of all of these, probably my favorite movie on this list. And you might be surprised to hear what it is. What is it? Dora and the City of Lost Gold. Oh my gosh, it was so good. The Dora the Explorer movie, you guys, is so funny. It was so good. Like, it was a movie that had no right being as funny as it was based on, like, a dumb kids cartoon from, I don't know, the early oh 2000s. Oh we've watched so much Dora and Diego. I mean, it's fine as a kid's show, but, like, this movie is just hilarious. It's so well done. It's so funny. It made us laugh and cry and all the emotions. Now, spoiler alert, it is also a point-for-point remake of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Like, although there's a few elements of Raiders of the Lost Ark in there as well. But the enti- over or, or the overarching plot is Last Crusade. Like, really. I feel like you're... Um, entire like reviews of movies sometimes are looking for similarities between this is more than similarities this is every single plot point along the way including like the whole way they go through the different challenges did you look that up did they do it on purpose I did not look it up I don't know if they they clearly did it on purpose it was like exact copies it's almost to the point of like being a spoof of it but well, that, it definitely had a spoof feel. Well, right, and that being said, like that was not what was the important part of this movie. It was just funny. Like it didn't really matter what the plot was in this type of thing. Like it was funny seeing like teenage Dora looking in the camera going delicioso. You know, like yeah, that's what was important in this movie. And those parts they totally nailed. So because if you think about the original Dora cartoons, like they weren't these original epic adventures. The plot was like. Oh, I have to go to the mountain to help the monkey. Like, the only one I remember is the ants pooping on the strawberries. It wasn't ants. It was a lizard. Oh, lizards pooping on the strawberries. The ants don't really poop in that. I mean, I guess they poop, but not like that. Why were they pooping on the strawberries? Because they eat the strawberries, and then they spread the seeds by pooping. It's, they're just talking oh, about how... Oh, they weren't pooping on the strawberries. No, like they poop in a field, and then that you know, propagates more strawberries because those seeds are in it. That's how seeds spread. It was teaching them about how seeds are spread. So How educational. It was. But the movie was great. Seriously, so funny. I And the funniest part is that, that like, I think it was Funny or Die did the, like, fake trailer years ago about it, and it's not that far off in from like the fake 2010. trailer. Yeah. It was right around when Luke was born. So what I really want to know is that they have to pay those guys to uh, make this movie because it's, it's crazy. It's so good. Um, the next one is one that I saw without you. I saw with Dan. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm so glad you did. It's the new Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, I have mixed review, like parts of it I loved, like the the glimpse at like the 1970s and, you know, he went to great lengths to recreate the music and the look of the town in Hollywood and all kinds of cool stuff like that. I'm sure Brad Pitt and Leo are nice to watch. I mean, I probably enjoyed that in a different way than you did, but they put in good performances, yes. I was just like, Brad Pitt and Leo in the same movie together? Okay. 
I'm going to say a little bit of spoiler right now, although I'm not going to spoil everything, but it's the whole connection with the Manson murders felt like tacked on and unnecessary. It felt Forced. like he made two different movies. It was actually like 1.2 movies. And that whole bit like just felt totally out of place. And then he goes like super violent at the end, which I mean, I'm not saying I was shocked because it was Quentin Tarantino, but it just felt so out of place with the rest of the movie. It was. I was wondering how they were going to connect that. Well, and okay, this is spoiler of all spoilers. If you don't want to hear this, skip forward a couple minutes. But he totally changes. Like, obviously, it's a fictionalized version, but he goes through a lot of real life stuff. But he changes what happens. Well, was she like Sharon Tate? Like, lived or something? Yeah, she lived. Because she was like Kill Bill. No, because Leo and and uh, Brad Pitt super. murder the murderers, like in a really super violent way. It was it that was mm-hmm. dumb. Like I didn't I didn't care for that. Everything leading up to that point, like, was fascinating. But what where he actually went with it, I just felt was kind of dumb. So if I was you, like honestly, it's the kind of thing where if you wanted to take the time to edit out that subplot, it would actually be a really fun movie to watch. But that subplot is just weird. And again, I'm not like... I know Quentin Tarantino is going to be a violent thing, but it just felt weird. It didn't It didn't make sense. Yeah. So, anyway. It's a very mixed review there. Speaking of violence... We also saw Hobbs and Shaw, that Fast and Furious spinoff movie. And I have to say, like, I don't see that many action movies anymore. But I really enjoy a good action movie. And this was a really good action movie. It's dumb fun. Oh, it's like you don't even have to think. Yeah. Good, not clean, but good fun. (laughs) Good PG-13 fun. Yeah. They run around and punch each other and blow up stuff and fight and tear off their shirts. And, you know, a good time is had by all in the end. And, I mean, it's The Rock and Jason Statham. Fun fact for listeners at home, the Transporter series with Jason Statham I absolutely adore. And the first movie I ever saw by myself in the theater was The Transporter, the first one, with Jason Statham. Mm -hmm. I just had never done it. It was weird. But then once I did that, I I was like... I can't remember my first one. You said you had done a lot. You did it a lot by that point. I guess. Probably. I... Seems like something I would do. Well, when we only had one car and it was early on in marriage, and I would like drop you off at work, and then I'd have to kill some time because it was far enough away that it wasn't like worth you going didn't home. Go all the way back. And so there's like a discount theater near Disneyland, so I would just go and watch whatever was playing at the discount theater, and did then come back. Did you have to and climb up. through the trunk to open the door like yep. I did? <laughs> yeah, the handles both broke on my old Toyota Celica, and, and the only way in was through the trunk. And so my grandpa one day saw me climbing into the trunk and was like, what are you doing? And I told him well, the handle's broke. And he, he's like, we're going to fix that now. That's ridiculous. And we drove down to the Toyota place. He bought the parts. And then we took apart the door and fixed it in like 20 minutes. And he was like, Grandpa. All that time that we've been... all the things, Grandpa. Well, I have gotten slightly better at being... Uh, handy since then. Like, I'm willing to look up stuff on YouTube, and if it's something within the realm of my, you know, possibly of my skills, I'm willing to do it. We've come a long way, babe. That's about as much as I can say. Um, Next. I also, though, about Hobbs and Shaw, the main 
female in the movie, I was like, I know her. I know her from something. And I couldn't, like, place her. And then I realized she's Queen Elizabeth's sister in the Elizabeth television series on Netflix. What? So, if you like that movie, Elizabeth, or that TV show, Elizabeth, Check if it out. If you like Elizabeth, you'll love Hobbs Well, because and Shaw. she was, like, really good in it. Yeah. Like, I felt like she was... I felt like it wasn't just, like, a man's movie. Like, I really liked her... Her, um... Her femini- femininity... Femininity. Femininity. I don't know. I liked it. All right, up next. Scary stories to tell in the dark. That was fun. Tell us about that. Um, I thought it was a fun romp. It was set in the 1960s, and it just had a good, like, connection to all the different stories. It's based on the book that was definitely in your junior high slash late elementary classroom. Yeah. And, um... I read our copy of it in, like, one, one or two sittings, like, really quick, and, uh... It's fun. I mean... It's great. The The book itself is actually like a collection of folklore stories, and it's lo- presented almost like academically, um, which but, I didn't remember from as a kid. They, like, teach you how to tell a scary story. Now go, ah! Or say boo. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that comes across in the movie. Like, it is a PG-13 scary movie, but it's kind of goofy, you know? Yeah. Like, it definitely was more goofy than scary, I think. Yeah. But it fits the, the book, you know? Right. So, that's fun. Yeah. And then finally one that you and I each saw separately, but we both yes. saw, um, was Blinded by the Light. The movie about the kid who's super into Bruce Springsteen. And um, it was so good. It was so good. I cried. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was funny. It was emotional. But it was ultimately a feel-good movie, yeah. I would say. Um, I know that one's probably out of the theater by now, but um, see it when it check it out. out. It's really well done, and even if you don't care about Bruce Springsteen, I'm gonna have a couple Bruce Springsteen records, records, not CDs. Um, you know, it's, and it's based but, on a true story. We saw the pictures of yeah. the real guy at the end. I think it was loosely based on a true story, although I haven't done any reading on it yet. But I'm surprised. I know it's been a lot of stuff going on. So, and that's all the movies we've that's seen. It. The only other thing is that we did watch The Wizard with our kids, which is the movie that Fred Savage is in about Nintendo we games. Because the dinosaurs. Because we went to the dinosaurs, and they'd seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure, so I figured we'd watch that one as well because they go to the dinosaurs. And it's much like I remember it as a kid. The Nintendo stuff is great, the overall story is ridiculous. California. Well, and the fact that, like, the main villain in it is a quote-unquote, like, kid catcher. Like, he's hired to go get the kids, but he's fighting against the parents because if they find him first, then he doesn't get paid. He the kids and, like, violently shakes them. It's ridiculous. Like, he should be arrested. But it's the kind of thing, like, like, when I saw it as a kid, I loved all the Nintendo stuff, but I remember even then being like, that's, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) That stuff's not good. So it's not... I wouldn't call it, like, a classic in all ways, but when Lucas holds up the power glove and says, I love the power glove, it's so bad. Like, you got a lot of likes on Facebook. Well, I mean, that's 1989 in a nutshell, basically. Mm-hmm. 
No, this is 1989 in a nutshell. Help, help. And who doesn't love Fred Savage and that girl from Beverly Hills Troop? Jenny Lewis. Well, we have done a lot of talking. We've caught up on a lot of stuff. But I think that we're going to do one more segment. (laughs) We're going to talk some fiction books. You like fiction books? Fiction books is one of my favorite kinds of books. Do you like fiction? Like it. I try to love it. That's crazy. I've never met anyone else who likes fiction. But I haven't read any fiction Well, this is why we're talking about it. We haven't done fiction books in a while. Um, And I've read quite a few things that I wanted to talk about. And you've been, like, going, taking a long time going through Jane of Lantern Hill. And I really want you to finish it. I read a lot of fiction at work. You do, and you also read nonfiction stuff, but you're not allowed to talk about nonfiction stuff in fiction books. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to talk about a couple things that I've been reading. Um, for one, uh, I've been reading this book, and actually Audrey and I read it. Um, it's around the same time, but it's called Planet Tad, and then also I'm reading uh, Return to Planet Tad. This is based on a, a, a segment actually in Mad Magazine that was out for a long time. And I always really enjoyed it in the magazine, and he put it in a, like, book form. And it's really good. Like, it's it was always kind of an outlier in Mad Magazine for me, because it's a lot more heartfelt than a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff. They have. I mean, it's very funny, but it's much more, like, you know, meaningful. And the guy who wrote it, which I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he was, like, the head writer for The Daily Show for a while and did a lot of other good stuff. But anyway, it's a fun little read. If you have junior high kids, like, they'll totally dig it. It's probably, like, PG for some light content, but, you know... If you got junior high kids, there's nothing they can't handle in there. Um, also, um, I finished the Story Thieves, um, the Choose Your Own Adventure, the Pick the Plot one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you and Audrey both read those. Audrey and I read those. Super amazing. James Riley is a genius. And we just ordered his new book that um, I haven't read yet, so I'm very excited for Some that. Scholastic Book Clubs. Um, I read the first book of the Emily series. Um, and, uh, that's Lucy Ma Montgomery. You loved it. I did. Everything that she's ever done, like, makes me laugh. It makes me cry. It's so good. Um, so I haven't read the second two because I got distracted on reading all this other stuff. And then one other thing I want to talk about, I read actually, um, in honor of Comic-Con, I brought a bunch of, like, graphic novels down with me. So, like, I read a bunch of, uh, Bob's Burgers and some other comics from, uh, this local comic guy called Law Dog Comics that I... I always buy a comic from him every year to see what he's got going. But this other one I got, I read, is called Troublemaker. And it's one that we picked up at the Scholastic Book Sale a while back. It's a graphic novel by Janet Ivanovich. Sounds familiar. She's kind of like a Danielle Steele. Like, she writes tons of, like, potboiler romance and mystery novels and stuff. If you go to, like, your used bookstore, there'll be, like, 70 different titles Mm -hmm. by her in there, you know. Um, I think your mom has a lot of this. Yeah, I mean, I've never actually read one, but, you know, like, she's written a ton of stuff. And so this was her first ever um, graphic novel. Like, somebody adapted one of her books to a graphic novel form. And so this is the best part. So I'm reading it at Comic-Con. I was There's, like, a free uh, soda room, we call it, at Comic-Con, where you kind of take your shoes out. Well, not literally, but, you know, you relax. And uh, they give you free sodas and snacks and stuff. So I was in there just kind of chilling, you know, taking a break because you get hot and tired at Comic-Con. And I pull out my graphic novels and I start reading this Troublemaker book. And the first page of the book, like before you get into the story, it has a description of how to read comics. 
And it goes through and says, like, these are pictures. The people in the pictures are saying stuff. These little bubbles that point out, whoever it's pointing to and whatever it says in the bubble, that's what they're saying. And so it's pointing this person. That means this person's saying. And then it tells you to read left to right and, like, go down the page. <laughs> it explains how to read a comic book in the beginning of it. which well, is because so many, like... Women went by. Well, right, because her fans are like housewives in their 50s or whatever, you know. That's funny. So I just thought it was so funny to be sitting there at Comic Con reading an explanation of how to read a comic. And I just want to say, too, like even the most like matronly of mothers who are sitting at home reading their Janet Devonovich novels, like they know what a speech bubble is. If they can read an Instagram post, they can read a graphic novel. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it requires... I think it's a visual language that's universally recognized. Mm-hmm. That's why they do it. But the publisher was like, no, we're going to explain it because we don't want any of these ladies to not know what to do we with this. Go, we want all the ladies to buy it. So, I think they should give their uh, listener or their readers more credit than uh, than they did. But anyway... I thought it was funny to be reading a how-to-read comic book. Say Comic-Con. Okay. That's going to do it. We're going to bring the train into the station. Wait, I didn't talk about the fiction book I read. What did you read? I read A Fine, Fine School. (laughs) Okay. And then this week we read Pops Bridge. Uh Uh-huh. And then The Trial of Cardigan Jones. Cardigan Jones. He's a moose, and he was on trial. And we learn about the judicial system, so. I think that it requires a certain amount of sainthood to, like, (laughs) teach elementary school. Oh, my gosh, you don't even know. I, because I have an amazing principal and an amazing school district, I'm allowed to kind of, like, pick and choose as long as I teach the standards of my grade level. So there were some real doozies I was able to eliminate and put in, like, we're going to start reading Charlotte's Web as a class next week. So you're saying Cardigan so. Jones was the cream of the crop in this case? Yes. Wow. Yes, because it starts with a moose that is um, arrested because he stole a pie. Well, Allegedly. Allegedly. Anyways, he goes on trial, and the judge realizes um, he's kind of clumsy, because his, like, antler gets tangled and stuff, and he, like, knocks stuff over, and he's kind of just really clumsy. And then, spoiler alert, they went to the scene of the crime, and there's a pie in the bushes. He just went to smell the pie. And then clumsily knocked it over into the bushes, and everybody accused him of doing it. So he did destroy the pie. So he should be, like, responsible for replacing it still. It's, like, not first degree, though. (laughs) Not first degree pie stealing. (laughs) All I'm saying is this. If I went onto someone's property and went over to smell their pie in their window and then knocked it into the bushes... I'm pretty sure you'd get arrested for that. And it's, like, weird. Like, why are you in this lady's window sniffing her pie? Is this, like, all the, are there people as the judge and the, no, like, the pie maker? No, they're all animals. So what animal was the judge? The judge was a hippopotamus. <laughs> what part of the world is this in? Like, is this, like, zoo crimes? <laughs> and the lady who made the pie was a cat. Ew. And the jury was, like, very random animals. Like, there was a giraffe and a panda. And 
I don't understand the universe. It reminded me of Richard Scarry's Little People. Okay. Is that Little People? No. Um. Maybe they. It's uh. You know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but it's not little people. It was people. a very eclectic group of animals. What do you call that? Busy world? Busy people? Something like that. I don't know. I love Richard Scary. But, um, you know. All right. I guess I'll give you that. I read fiction books, okay? That's good. Now, Pop's Bridge is actually quite fascinating because it's about the um, building of the Golden Gate Bridge. It's not nonfiction though. It's based on reality, but it's still it's realistic. Is it historic fiction. or realistic fiction? Okay. Yes. Gotcha. So, um, it's about this boy and his dad's a skywalker on the Golden Gate Bridge while they built it. So they use like Jedi powers to get it built? I don't think anybody's ever made that Star Wars reference. Really? It's a Skywalker. Skywalker. No one's ever thought of that before? You heard it here first, folks. Skywalker. What's the other story I said I read? I don't know. Oh, a fine, fine school. Oh, yes. Okay, get this. Uh A principal is walking around his school one day, and he's just so excited by all the amazing things that are happening at his school. He makes the kids come to school on the weekends and holidays, and they never get any breaks. What? (laughs) <laughs> sounds like a nightmare. And, like, the kids don't say anything. The teachers don't say anything. I'm like, you know what? That teacher's union would be up there picketing. But this is fiction. So they go along, and this little girl at the school says, I'm learning a lot at school, but now I am not able to learn to climb a tree or ride a bike or spend time with my family and aren't those things important too and then like the principal feels really bad and takes it all back (laughs) it's a weird book but um I can't tell you about the nonfiction piece that accompanies it no you're not allowed to that's the highlight the reason I read it is because of the nonfiction piece that accompanies the just tell me as a bonus addendum is it like based on a true story or something What's the nonfiction? No, the fine, fine school. Because there's always, like, a main story you read and a secondary story. Okay. What's the... So it's not related to it? No. Well, kind of. Just say. It's about one-room schoolhouses. Oh. You're not allowed to tell any more details than that. I'm sorry. But I do connect it to fiction. Because I show the scene in Anne of Green Gables where Gilbert breaks the slate over. The best scene of ever. Gilbert's head. And I'm talking to Megan Follows one. And my students, every year, I've done it like four years, they crack up. Because you really see, you see the teacher, you see all the kids in the different ages, you see, like, um, their desks in the slate, so it's, like, you know, real stuff, but a really funny scene. Oh, and he makes her write on the board, the chalkboard. Right. So. No, that version is, like, the gold standard. Like, that's what every other version of Anna Green Gables that we've watched you look for that scene, and that that tells you the quality of the rest of it. Because mm-hmm. some of them, like, it doesn't even break. Yeah. Like or whatever. It's supposed to shatter. That's Netflix. what it says in it. Like, And the way that is played, like, it's so perfectly comedically timed in the yes. Megan Follows version. Like, 
It's just, it's beautiful. <laughs> like, the kids are, like, not expecting it to happen because it's, like, a proper one-room right. schoolhouse. And they've just read a story about, like, how kids had to, like, stand to speak and they had to write with a quill pen. and That's the genius of that part in, in the book. So you're because like, what? It's Anne is like she's unpredictable, and that's that's why she's so wonderful. She's the best. Although she is, pre- I mean, like her pride in her hair or lack thereof, like mm-hmm. that is, I just love that. I love her relationship with that. And the so, funny part is she's so sensitive about it, but then as the books go on, she's described as this like great beauty, you know. But she still yeah. wants to believe she has auburn hair, not red, <laughs> you know. But that's my fiction books. That's good. I'm glad you can contribute. You'll have to tell us more about the fiction book you're reading class. Well, I'm going to be reading Charlotte's Web for the next month, so. Well, with that, I think we're going to draw episode 108 to a close. Okay. It's been a doozy. And you've been a sickie. I'll probably be sick next week. The best part for our listeners is that all my coughing I've done this episode, I've edited out, so they don't know. Not even leaving one? No. One hack? I don't want someone to be, like, walking, doing their morning walk with their, you know, earbuds in and have me, like, <coughs> in their ears, so that's unpleasant. Well, you also have edited all my ums out, because I know I um, 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 um. I do some. Like, I, I leave, I try to keep it a natural flow, like... You know, so if we, like, have long pauses, I do cut it out. But I don't take out every um, because that would, like, wouldn't even sound like you talking. That would change the essence of my being. (laughs) Okay. Um. (laughs) Exactly, I think. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you would like to write us, like Michelle and Julie did, you should write us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com or send us a message at Facebook. And uh, we would love to hear from you guys. Thanks for recording with me, husband. Any time, even when I'm sick. All right, that's going to do it. So for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.